millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Parole, that intermediate step between prison and freedom, doesn't get a whole heap of coverage in the mainstream press. And any attention it does get isn't normally very positive, usually something about somebody re-offending when they get released back into the community. Some of this could be down to the fact that most people who have been to prison do tend to end up back inside. Here in New Zealand, more than half of all released prisoners are back in jail inside five years. And things aren't too different in the northeastern US state of New Hampshire. There, half of all people on parole end up back in prison within three years. So reporter Emily Corwin started wondering why parole goes wrong for so many people. And to tell the story properly, she had to find someone going through the process themselves. In a new show called Supervision, she follows a paroled prisoner called Josh Lavenitz to see how he gets on once he gets out. If you spend any time thinking about the criminal justice system... I would guess you're thinking about things like this. Overcrowded prisons. Racial injustice. Here's what I bet you're not thinking about. Parole. It's not like there are any great movies about life on parole. There are no unforgettable parole breakout scenes. But parole is a ubiquitous part of the criminal justice system. It's supposed to reward inmates who behave by letting them out of prison early. It's a safety valve that reduces overcrowding. And if the state is going to take a risk and let someone out of prison early, well, parole lets law enforcement keep tabs on them. I've reported on criminal justice for years. And I've come to learn another thing about parole. That it's a state of being. It's not captivity And it's not freedom. It's something else. It's almost like a kind of purgatory. One that starts here. This is a parole hearing for Jacob Porter. Can those present for the hearing state your name and relationship in the case for the record, please? March 2nd, 2017. I'm in New Hampshire's largest prison, in the back of what looks like a miniature courtroom. One by one, inmates shuffle in, in orange or green jumpsuits and shackles. One by one, they sit at a tiny table facing a big desk. That desk sits up on risers above them. Up there, that's the parole board. This is a parole hearing for Paul Frescona. This is a parole hearing for Adam Smart. This is a parole hearing for Kane Davis. Inmates wait years for this moment, for these eight or so minutes when they can stand before a parole board and try to prove they've changed, that they're ready for life on the outside. It's a single moment when, it seems, years of freedom hang in the balance. I found out I can't change the past, so I just got to move on and look forward to the future and be with the people. Never had rehab, and that substance abuse issues, it all stems from mental health. 
One of the first things that strikes me as I watch inmate after inmate step in front of the parole board is how practical and mundane a lot of their questions are. Make sure you have that appointment before you leave. So do you have a, a mental health provider in the community? Uh, you already have a job lined up? I do. Okay. They want to know the person before them has a concrete plan for life on the outside. They want to know you've got a job, you've got housing, you've got transportation. There's no bus, there's no bus or anything like that. They call if you haven't planned these details, the board knows it will be hard to succeed. So she's okay with this? Yep, she's okay with this. Kane Davis tells them if he's released, he's going to move in with his ex, someone the board chair refers to as his baby mama. Three kids and some other guy that lives there? Who's he? Um, that's her boyfriend. So I'll be sleeping in a little boy's room. He, he's all for it, too. He's like, oh, he goes, oh, we're going to have playtime. He goes, we can sit and play toys and matchboxes. I'm like... Did you catch that? Oh He's moving in with his ex and her boyfriend. Still, he gets paroled. But the board wants to know about more than just your living situation. They want to know what you're going to do with your time. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with your time? Paul Frascona seems particularly unprepared for this moment. He's not in the room. He's video conferencing in from another prison. Paul says when he gets out, he's going to watch TV, walk to the park, and obsessively clean his apartment because he's got OCD. Oh, so how many years have you been behind the wall? I've been in foster homes, group homes. I've been in prison basically almost my whole life. Yeah. It all stems from mental health, yep. and, and yep. I've been self-medicating for a long time. Yep. I've been here for a long time. This and is Adam Smart, and he's almost too put together. In my notebook, I write in caps, really smart. And one board member, Leslie Mendenhall, she thinks he's making excuses about why he hasn't gotten drug treatment, and she loses it. I think you're full of shit, and I think you're just trying to sell a nice a nice boat down the river. And it's just, you're full of it. It's you're all, full of yourself. It's all on record, right? Every time I'm going to mental health. Every single time. Okay. So you can and see And what are you taking for medications? Nothing. Nothing. No. Why? Because they want to put me on sleep meds for anxiety. It's wild to think of it. As I sit in the back of the room watching these men and a few women pass before me in this parole hearing conveyor belt. Most of them are going to get out of prison on parole. And then half are going to fail. Half of parolees in New Hampshire end up right back in prison in less than three years. In most other parts of the country, the odds are much better. Yes, ma'am. Okay. This is a parole hearing for Josh Lavinetz via video in Berlin. A new face appears on the screen. He's sitting in a prison in Berlin, New Hampshire, way up north. He's got a short buzz cut, and he's wearing these rectangular wire-rimmed glasses. You're looking to parole, is that correct? Yes, sir. Some of these inmates have family in the room during their hearing. Some wave and say, I love you, through the video screen. One inmate even has a lawyer. But I'm the only one back here when Josh Lavinitz comes on the screen. 
Okay, you're in for some uh, pretty serious crimes. I mean, you assaulted your wife and, you, and your son. And yes. looking at your record, there's a lot of assaults uh, in your history. So, how have you changed? Uh, well, I'm 39 years old and I've lost everything because of my decision making, my lack of decision making. Josh has good answers to all the questions. He's got job prospects. He knows where he's going to live and get treatment. And he says he understands now how his bad decisions are fueled by alcohol and depression. All right, Mr. Levinetz, we are going to grant you the privilege of parole. Your minimum is... The board walks him through the conditions of his release. He'll get out in two months, in the spring. Well, you know what you need to do. Yes, ma'am. Good luck. At the bottom of my notepad, I circle the words, good candidate. The day after the hearing, I write a handful of letters to parolees. I write, I want to know what it's really like to be out of prison, but not free. To have to check in with a parole officer regularly for years. To start again and to try not to get sent back. I ask, will you work with me to tell your story? And what I really want to know is this. What is it that makes every other parolee fail? Why do half land back in prison? I think maybe if I could just get to know someone who's going through it, I could see what's going on. Two weeks later, I get a handwritten letter. It's from... Josh Lavinitz, number 22176. Some of episode one, The Privilege of Parole in Supervision from New Hampshire Public Radio, presented by Emily Corwin. You're listening to the Podcast Hour on RNZ National. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hulu.